Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. <laughs> oh man. Hello everybody and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. <laughs> man, this guy, he's moved to the beach and he's already on some BS, but I swear on my right toe. <laughs> What BS am I on now that I wasn't on before? That's oh, man, I know, right? Now you're just feeling bolder. I'm not going to drive two and a half hours. <laughs> there is a lot more distance between us. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but, man. So uh, what's been going on with you, bro? Um, life, work, mostly. Um, right. Yeah. So I just got back from my first trade show in... 17 months um wow. usually we do one about every six months so it went well um you know it wasn't nearly as busy as it usually is but i didn't see that as a bad thing um and the people that we met with were you know like good quality meetings it wasn't you know people that ultimately use it, you don't really shopping. feel like yeah and and people that aren't gonna like nickel and dime you so there's like this joke within our company where it's kind of like they're the next great dog product because almost every year when you go to one of these trade shows somebody <laughs> comes in with well i've got the next great dog collar i've got the next great dog harness and it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread and i'm looking to place bulk quantity orders and you're like great what kind of quantities are you thinking they're like 500 pieces that's like <laughs> wow okay like that's awesome um you know our minimum order is usually a three thousand <laughs> we can do 500 um but yeah it's just like you know and then they you know it's it's like in a lot of business right um, right which speaking of which collaboration synergy thinking outside the box Buzzers. raising the bar Breaking down silence. Andre's favorite. Shifting the paradigm. Disrupting the market. Business. <laughs> I mean, all all of those. You can't have business without all of those other boards. That's how business Good. is done. I know. I know. But the, the buzzwords are just... It's so gosh. bad. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in a lot of businesses, the small customers take up the most time like right. they're the ones that are oftentimes the the biggest headaches or that require the most like hand-holding or nurturing you know in order for them to be successful for them to feel like they're getting what they need from you whereas the larger customers probably because they have more support within the organization itself you know are more self-sustaining like you send them products and they're like cool i'll let you know if i need anything and you don't really hear anything so with the with the next great dog product people it's it's often like <laughs> you spend weeks kind of going back and forth over email or phone calls like talking about these things and then you'll spend a month working on this thing send a bunch of samples and then you never hear from them again and because once they get yeah. into it far enough, they're like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to charge $600 for my dog collar because, 
of all the things that I want to put on it and how much it actually costs to make those things. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's my philosophy on business is it's not very complicated. You sell, you have your widgets and people that are going to buy your widgets, whatever they may be. Um, and why I'm so anti buzzword. It's like none of that stuff works at the end of the day. Like you'll start out, you get to grow your company one way or the other, and um, it'll either be successful or not, right? Yeah. And you're primarily going to be successful if you're doing the right things. Like I watched this video um, on Culver. It's a restaurant, kind of a it's a fast food place. Not there's I think there's like ten in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Culvers, um, and their growth was kind of slow and steady. And I was like, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. It's not like you. Who wants to go in the business to be the next, like, fill in the, you know, Amazon or the next, you know, Tesla? Nobody wants to do that. You can't really sustain that. Um, that's a long-term goal. And, and I think people get so enamored with these unicorn companies that, or they forget the hard work that goes into them, right. that they lose sight of that. Um, it just blows my mind. Um yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, you're a you're a self-proclaimed business genius, so. <laughs> you're right. Those are there are things that I will say from two and a half hours away that I wouldn't say from two and a half feet away. <laughs> But to that to that comment, I think that the fundamentals are the fundamentals. Um, um, so screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Some groundbreaking stuff there, Andre. The fun- fundamentals are the fundamentals. Well, I mean, it's true, though. I mean, t- tell me a company that doesn't un- understand that. That's successful. No, and you I'm, can probably. I'm not arguing yeah, yeah. with you. I'm just making yeah, fun you, of you. I know. Screw you. Not in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you've come to the wrong place, sir. <laughs> I know. Um, but that brings me into the unemployment numbers. Like, um, there's this, we, it was like a couple months ago, and we haven't published a lot of um, episodes lately, so I couldn't yeah. tell you when exactly. Whose fault is that? I don't mine. know. Somebody. It's mine, just to be clear. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was saying, like, it, People don't want your crappy job. <laughs> it just says, it doesn't matter. It's like your yeah. job at the end of the day is crappy, and, and that's what it boils down to. And th- there's a lot of debate about did the stimulus checks impact the employment field, or, et cetera, et cetera. All the all the excuses. The yeah. reality is there's a lot of crappy companies out there. Yeah. And provided people don't have to work there, or they see that oh I don't have to do this, or they were able to do it for so long and find a way out, what do you think they're going to do? Right. And that's what's definitely hurting the retail uh, segment of the of the industry or the market, especially the restaurants. Yeah. They are, they are struggling. And yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'll tell you this. Like, if you're in a restaurant, guess what's not going to cut it? $15 an hour. I can almost guarantee you that the – Lack of people coming to apply at these jobs. 
you're going to have to go above and beyond of a one-time signing bonus or whatever. You have to change the whole, literally the whole culture of your organization because what happened to the employees is impacting the employers and it will happen again. And for the longest time it's been the employer's market, the reality is I don't think that's really been true. Yeah, it's that's been like a, a false perception that, yeah, you know, oh, you should be lucky to have a job. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, you should I mean, be lucky here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're lucky that I'm willing to put up with the crap that you make me deal with for the money that you pay me. Um, although, you know, I mean, you and I have talked about that element of it. Like, people will take less money in order to not have to deal with crap. Yeah. You know, like, crap that they don't want to put up with. Yeah, it's like, you, you know, you... If you don't understand or you choose to ignore the fact that your employees actually choose to go to work at your place of employment, then you're an idiot. Like, if you just don't get that, you're an idiot and you deserve to go out of business. So. Well, and think about, like, at the beginning of the pandemic when, like, when restaurants closed, you know, and, and restaurants just cut their whole staff. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. not not to say that was that they necessarily had a choice, right, but like you and I... I've talked about, and you always kind of made the point, if you didn't have a plan to keep yourself afloat for the next six months, like, you shouldn't have been in business in the first place. Right. Right? And for a lot of places, like, if they'd had that plan for six months that included being able to keep their employees on at some base level, they probably wouldn't be in the same position. Right. But now you're asking people to come back and work for 2.13 an hour plus tips. And who are the ones that you're seeing on social media who are constantly getting blasted by rowdy customers, right? I mean, it's like begging people to go be, a, you know, an airline attendant, a flight <laughs> attendant these days. Like, you think people are lining up for that job? <laughs> yeah, they're duct taping people to the seat. What What are we doing, folks? That, I that mean, like... like I did not experience any of that during my trip to Denver, fortunately. You know, I took four flights um the staff was all very friendly you know i mean but like the people on delta made it abundantly clear you will wear a mask it will cover your mouth and nose and if we have to remind you more than twice you will get fined and you can be banned from the airline like there was no messing around with that stuff every single flight attendant that got on the thing to do the safety announcement made a point was like you will wear a mask the entire time you're on this flight it wasn't, I mean, it's the longest I've had to wear a mask, and it wasn't that bad. Like, when I got, you know, to Denver and got outside, I took it off and was like, oh, this feels better. But it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm dying from carbon dioxide poisoning. I saw the best thing. It was like somebody complaining about, you know, like talking about masks and carbon dioxide poisoning and some doctor's response being like, if you're worried about carbon dioxide poisoning from mass, wait till you hear what I have to tell you about global warming. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That is super hilarious. Uh, That's crazy. But yeah, I, so I, I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think, you know, you're you're asking people to come back and do a job for that they don't ultimately want to do, right? Like, I mean, there are some people, yes, who who enjoy 
serving and waiting tables and bartending and all that sort of stuff. Like I get that that they're especially down here, like at the beach. That's a job that people enjoy doing because you can usually earn decent tip money. I know and, people that can make three, four hundred dollars a day just being a server. Yeah, right. Like in Raleigh, <laughs> like like where are they eating? <laughs> yeah, but I mean you can ultimately, you know, and so it's not like it's a it's a job that you can't make money at, but it's ultimately a job that a lot of people have decided they don't want to do. Right. And our our economy, for whatever reason, is built on like 60% mom and pop restaurants. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> How did we how did we end up in this position where it's like uh because it's the number one it's the one of the lowest barrier to entries to start a small business. And I right. I totally and I now I understand that, but it's like okay, but for what? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, it's like it's it. it's a low barrier to entry because there's tons of lightly used uh restaurant equipment laying around right. for very cheap. Because of all the other restaurants that have gone under <laughs> before you, like go buy their crap. I mean, like it's that's well, not you don't a have good to, sign, <laughs> you know. Well, but it's, if you if you don't have to gain a new skill, if you can already cook, right? Quote unquote, right? If you can decide a, a you know max twenty to thirty two item menu, give or take, right? And you've got a cheap place, sure. If the in, if the place where you're living is growing, like Fuquay would be a, a good example. If you're that person that gets a shop in Fuquay right now, you're probably going to be good. Right. But if you get that shop in like Raleigh, yeah, eh, a little bit oversaturated. Uh, if you Just get that shop in, yeah, you get that shop in Cary, and I bet you if you do like a, just a quick, you know survey of the restaurants that are popular there they probably have been there for at least 20 years they're probably not going anywhere you know 10 to you know 10 to 10 years to 20 years they're probably not going anywhere until the kids decide that, or if they have kids they they just don't want anything to do with it yeah but for the average person you're not going to make it your first five to seven years unless you're part of a, a chain right and then <laughs> you could still be screwed so you know, getting the blinders off of when I keep when I hear the unemployment numbers and I look at I, the numbers I look at are kind of like people always talk about uh, kitchen table economics. Well, that's typically just like fluff words. They don't really look around their community and to see what's actually happened, like going to the grocery stores and seeing what people are buying. I noticed in the grocery store, like the last three times I've gone in different grocery stores, on Wednesday and Thursday, there are empty shelves. Like, there are products where there's nothing there or there's, like, one item there. Yeah. So that tells me the supply chain is still probably buckled a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, but yeah, it's it's really weird. Well, and it's like uh, plywood cost has finally come down. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, where an 8 by four by eight sheet was previously running at like almost $90. Um, it's back down to like 48 right now, but it's still hard to find. Right. You know, so it's like some of the supply chain has gotten better to the point where the prices come down, but it, you know, now that the prices come down, people are snatching it up left and right. Right. And so, 
So you've got you've got artificial inflation, which I think is BS, and I you know um, the, the 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 rate of increase of inflation doesn't make any sense. And I, I get there's a low supply on some things, but the artificial inflation makes absolutely no sense. All the pent up demand, you could have driven your, I mean you can drive that to the bottom line. Um, so I don't know if it's the retailers that are being um, like bullied by the uh, distributors or whatever, but it's like you guys are you're waiting for you're creating a bubble. I have friends that have bought houses and you know I'm planning on doing some remodeling, and I'm actually my gut's telling me, except you know especially in this area, this is a housing bubble. <laughs> like like I I'm almost cautious to buy because i think that in two years i'm going to be at a negative right like i and i'm really my gut saying and i've seen this before i've seen this like two or three times before and the last time actually screwed me so uh so i don't want to play that game so but i my gut's telling me in this area wake county it's it's a bubble well, and, like, and if right now, you know, like if you're approaching the, if you're approaching that bubble bursting, then you're basically on at the highest point that you could pay for something. And so even if you can afford it, like right. logically, does it make sense to overpay for something now? Right. And that's where, again, it's like some people who are like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of the market and sell my house. And then they turn around and they're like. So what do I buy now? Oh, crap. Like, there's nothing available. Or if there is, it's out of my price range, right? Right. So inventory is, it's surprisingly, like, new inventory is super low. um, And that's a lot because of supply chain. I get that. Uh, Existing inventory is scarce in Wake County. Um, Yeah. And houses are selling between 25 and 40% over list price that's become like the norm like and i get interest rates are low blah 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 that's great provided this lasts for five years right. if it lasts 18 months in two years from now if you purchase today you're, you're looking at negative equity unless you bought in a very high price part of town that continues to grow which i doubt the the math doesn't equal basically yeah i've seen I mean, i've it's... seen this before I hear exactly what you're saying. Like, it really ultimately depends on where it is that you're purchasing to, right? Right. Um, I was very fortunate that at the price that I got in at and where I purchased in Cary previously, like, even during the 2008 bubble, you know, I lost a little bit of equity for a very short amount of time, and then it came right back up. Um, right. Because it just the housing market there had, had was... I think to some degree kind of undervalued up to that point in that area. I, I think in your area, your area was like the, one of the last coves of people yeah. actually being in carry proper. So yeah. that was always like the, the secret mojo to your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, no, like all, no kidding. I was looking at a house there. I was like, I might move there because like I can just cut the whole thing and, and like start all over. I she I told know me, what's man, I I knew a guy that was selling a house in that neighborhood. Could have gotten <laughs> you a good price. 
<laughs> but you see what I'm saying? So, like, if you want to be in Cary proper, like, yeah. your neighborhood was one of the last places. You had your neighborhood, uh, the, the Highlands, East Lochmere, uh, and I can rattle them all off, but it's – you weren't going to lose money. Like, there, there was – so you're, you were good. Yeah. But if you buy into a newer development and, like, I've seen, like, two or three reading the trades where they started building but they stopped – I mean, they really have them framed, but they're not going to complete it because of whatever. Yeah. They're giving people they're giving people their deposits back, or some people aren't getting their deposits. It's just like a really, it's all the warning signs. Yeah. It's all the warning signs of this could be an oh crap moment. And right, because then you end up with a bunch of builders who are overextended credit wise, and they can't get rid of the stuff that they have, and so then the asset falls out of the market because they start discounting it, and so then everybody yep. else starts discounting, and your existing inventory becomes more readily available as it as the prices come down, and yeah, it's I mean, and yeah, like there's only so much that they can do in terms of like trying to keep interest rates low and let them go up. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, they need to at least start the process, right? Like, yeah. at least start to let it climb back up a little bit. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'd if rather... you wanted to drop it down to zero for, like, a day so I can refinance and then <laughs> bring it back up, that would be great. But all those things are marginal. Like It is. Look at it over the... I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's it's fractions when it, when it comes to, like, your monthly payments and stuff like that. Right. Like, it's not... And that's, I'm, you know, I'm not super worried about it. Like if the loan that I have right now, if I'm not able to refinance, you know, like that's not a problem. I'm like, right. I'm not like, oh, I got a loan where I, if I don't refinance before all this stuff falls apart. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are marginal, like, like decisions and people that are like, oh, let me get an adjustable rate. Did you not see the last, how that played out last time? Like, let's, yeah. let's not do that again. No, um, never, never, it, never with an adjustable rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, marginal gains are marginal gains, right? And the house is, it's literally and truly an investment. Yeah. And I look at it that way and it's kind of like, yes, I do have house, the, the house itch, right? Um, I kind of want to start remodeling, but it's like, no, nah, I need to wait for materials. Because, <laughs> like, I'm not paying $89 for a piece of plywood. That ain't going to happen. I'm not waiting yeah. eight months for a door. Like, that's not going to happen. So, um, no, it was only, um, it all like, six weeks for a door. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> it was four months for cabinets. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I, it's crazy. Trust me, like... This was this was not the ideal time to be renovating a house. Um, oh no! But well, no, well, I guess with major, right? If you can refinish and resurface some stuff, you're fine. Yeah. But if you're trying to do major, like you know, pull out, replace, then probably, <laughs> probably coin flips all over that. Um, but yeah, I I just I hope that people. Um, I don't know. I I hope that there's a little bit of. You know, people look for a little bit of wisdom in what they're doing as far as business. Like, um, we're not going to eradicate the fact that there are people that are poor. Like, that's just not going to be a thing. But yeah. for what we can do, there are things we can do to stabilize the the market that make it work. What we're doing right now is just like there are telltale signs of we're gonna we're gonna hit a bubble. 
we we are literally going to hit a bubble and yeah so um i kind of want to vent about um two things okay do i need an intro to lead us yeah. in this which one what, would you do like do we have one for what What's good for venting? It's going to be politics. I'm going to. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. It's time for politics. Are this we going to talk about your boy? <laughs> we're we're, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to talk about, look, Afghanistan, first of all. I, what I've what I, here's what I feel. I'm going to say number one. I support the president. Oh, you know what? Let's go. Let's go back. Let's talk about Mr. Cuomo. I don't want to, like, because I, mean, I don't. We think, have to spend some amount of time on it. We I know have because talked about him in the past in a on positive, the show. On a, on a, in a positive light, and so I think I will important. admit I have a bias for the Cuomo family, right? Yeah, and I I will say this, and this is how I feel about it. I don't. I I think the timing of of these investigations were kind of suspect from the very beginning. I did not read any of the briefs because I don't think any of them were public or anything like that, even redacted. If he did those things, shame on him. Um. It just sucks to see a Cuomo go out like that, if I'm being honest, right? Yeah. And I and I think what really did kind of made me feel like there was there were other motives was the fact that in recent days it's like well there have been various issues with Mario you know with I'm sorry with, with uh, Andrew Cuomo, um, you know regarding how he's led the state, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, pick pick a lane that you want to be in. If those things were issues. As a legislator, you guys could have fixed that. Right. That whole body could have fixed and addressed those things. They're not the same category of issue that you're trying to address. And that's what kind of made me want to tune out of it. Um, and if there was cover-ups, shame on them. So I'm not saying – I'm not giving them a pass. I I just think it's kind of – it's questionable how things kind of lined up and how things came out. Yeah. I mean, I, you know – there's been a lot of that lately with the, you know, like things, time, excuse me, the timing of things being awful convenient, right? Um, right? But I think, you know, to your point, like it doesn't necessarily undercut the veracity of the complaints, right? And the accusations. Um, you know, like I, I don't think that I had the same affinity for the over like the Cuomo family that you did not being from New York and all of that like you know I mean obviously I like Chris Cuomo and because we've talked about him and Don Lemon and they're you know um they're they're a hijacking of our format yeah Mm. their attempt to (laughs) rewrite history as (laughs) the greatest bromance of our century (laughs) clearly is not the case um but yeah, I mean, like honestly, beyond that, I don't know anything about the Cuomos, you know. So like, I, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't. I never felt like I was up here, you know, like putting on a cape for them <laughs> or anything like that. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I think like that. There's one question that I I don't know the answer to, but is it like is it possible to be both Italian and perverted, or can you only be one or the other? <laughs> well, I'm not Italian, but I I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, when I saw that, I just wanted to be like, dude, like Italians everywhere had to be like, cringing on, a little man. bit. I mean, like, but it, it's, it's, I get like cultural get, stuff. I do, yeah. you know, I understand that. But at the same time, like not everybody's Italian that you're working with. Right. And so you kind of have to make sure that as a person of authority that you're doing what you need to do to make people feel comfortable. And if you've been making people feel uncomfortable, it sounds like you kind of maybe knew about it. And you're just like, well, I mean, I'm just Italian. Nothing I can really yeah. do. I'm just going to kind of put my hands all over you. Like, nah, so that's, know. and that's where I kind of like, I always draw back on, right? Because a lot of it is it's, and I, I'm trying to be careful because I'm not trying to like I would never say for anybody that got um, I don't want to say f- felt uncomfortable or I don't want to make an accusatory statement of assaulted either because we don't know the facts right but whoever's in that situation you know for him and for the other, I, I don't know it's just kind of like dude if that happened own it walk away right just move on yeah but don't try to scapegoat well it's a cultural thing yeah it, um, i mean that i'm with you on that like 100 percent. i think like that's probably my biggest issue with it is that it feels like an attempt to deflect he's embarrassed though no, i, th- I mean I think yeah like he should be honestly sure. like if this if these accusations are true then yeah like he should be embarrassed that that he's done these things and well, the media didn't help. I mean, they they clawed onto it. That was like their their top topic. I'm like, we got other stuff going on, and we're talking about the mayor of New, uh, I mean, the governor of New York. And I'm not saying that's not an important thing, right? It's like, look, this is not. I don't need to hear about. I, I get it, and even with through my bias, I'm like, okay, unless you're presenting new information, I don't need six pundits telling me about it. Yeah, I mean, the news is garbage at this point. Like, I I yeah. I don't. I keep up with this stuff through the stupid notifications that I get and occasionally like eavesdropping on my mom watching like the today show and stuff like that in the mornings or the local news. And it's like, okay, I have an idea of what's going on. (laughs) That's all that really matters. Cause beyond that, I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of it and not, not to the point where I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to tune it all out. Like I'm trying to stay, informed about what's going on but i'm trying not to fall victim to you know like watching clips of a certain former president talk about stupid things that don't matter anymore and right uh, uh, i mean i say all that to say this look i i do have bias for and for the cuomo family and that's that is 100 percent right but right is right and wrong is wrong so i i want to delineate that so i don't want people saying well you're you're supporting the sexual assault. Well, first of all, let's like, let's see how the cards play out. Like, I, we don't have all the facts, so we can't make those determinations right now. We can't. I will not say that. Um, and I'll also say, to be very clear, 
I think assaulting anybody is wrong. When I was a kid, there was one of my friends got raped. And the only reason like it, that whole nightmare ended for her was because I was walking my dog. So I don't think it's something to joke around about or lie about or to, uh, to make false accusations of anything in that nature. I've, you know, so I, I want to be very clear on that, but I, I'm hard pressed to accuse anybody of anything or deny somebody their, their reality. And I don't want to use that whole, their truth because I wasn't there. I'm not going to litigate this in court. Right. I, I do think what I, what I do think is BS is people coming after Chris Cuomo. Yeah. Like, I think that is garbage. What about and your I, brother, man? Like, yeah, it's like, yo, that's my, my brother. brother. Like, like, <laughs> Like 100%, every scenario they've thrown out, I'm like, at the end of the day, that's dude's brother. Like, yeah. what do you expect? I'm not going to talk to my brother because he's going through something? Get out of here. Like, none of that makes sense to me. I'm not even having that conversation with you. Yeah. Um, I get CNN's position. I don't think it it leads to a lack of trust. I respect him more because at some level, he's got his brother's back. Like, screw all the business politics of it, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't make – I mean, if one of my brothers – if you were in trouble and somebody said, I can't talk to you, like, you need to go somewhere with that. You know, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, what what are you asking me? You're making me choose between my family and this? Get out of here. Yeah. I think that is garbage. And anybody that's saying, like – I mean, just – I mean, I get your hating because the guy is successful. And that's probably more so what it is. But it's not the right argument. If he does something completely detrimental to like anything, sure, have at it. But talking and presumably defending his brother, what would you do? Yeah, I mean exactly. There's there's no reason to think that there was that that's inappropriate. Like that's you know, yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with that, um, regardless of their positions and right. Yeah, it's people are looking for any reason to be angry about a bunch of different stuff and anybody that they don't like. You know, I mean, it's I was in the same position with the whole Matt Gates stuff six months ago, three months ago last month it's still going on though right no i know it's still going on but that's the same thing like i'm just like you know what when he's indicted and convicted or whatever happens that's what's gonna happen you know what isn't gonna impact it my knowledge of the situation on a day-to-day basis like who cares like update me with some new information yeah i mean all that stuff like i've just tuned them all out because i'm done like i'm done letting that be part of my like influence part of my day to day life. Yeah, I'm just I, I, it's those people don't matter. They're not ultimately important in the grand scheme of things here, and and what I do, and so I'm not going to waste my time and energy worrying about them. Like I'm going to worry about my family and my friends and the people that I care about that I see or interact with, you know, or, or care about. Yeah, there's like, others. There's others on a stuff, daily yeah. basis. There's just there's so much more than that and it's really i mean you know like it's i'm certainly not i don't want anybody to hear this and think like oh chris thinks he's better than everybody like i've fallen into that same trap i'm saying like i recognize how easy it is and how hard it can be to pull yourself out but like 
I'm so much happier now that I'm not wallowing in that, you know, yeah. like garbage on a regular basis. It's just not. It's not healthy. We're going to yeah. come back to that, though. But I do want to talk about Afghanistan. Like, yeah. I think that um, I, I want to say, first of all, hats off to President Biden. I, I think that he did do something that is taking several presidents to decide on. My summation of the issue is this. is For people that are trying to compare the American evacuation from Afghanistan to Vietnam, I will tell you the same thing happened in, in Afghanistan that happened in Vietnam. You let the politicians start being political with a quote-unquote war. And you caused us lives. You caused us indecision. You gave no clear direction. And you, you made it the mission. You made it lost. And we can all agree that whatever we would have done to, to leave Afghanistan. And I, I was we should have never been there that long. Like we should have, after we found bin Laden and, and killed him. And I say, we, as a country, we should have packed our stuff and got out and help them diplomatically help them with the support of NATO to decide their own fate in the future. Now I know there are some, there's some uh, analysts that were in the CIA and their other uh, advisors that said, we missed the chance to kill the warlords. Be that as it may. The ideal time would have been to have to prepare to get out after Bin Laden. We've completed our mission. We're done. Everything else after that was a gamble. So that falls on President Obama, the idiot, and now President Biden was able to to rectify that. And it's just ugly. It's a mess. Yeah. There's there's no getting out of the fact that it is a mess. It's been a mess since the day that we decided to go over there. You know? Yeah. I mean like ultimately in this in this fashion or in this capacity. And I think a lot of us back then looked at it and said this is not going to end well. Like there is no exit strategy for this because once you go in anything that you do is ultimately just going to destabilize the region. And create a vacuum that will be filled by Taliban, warlords, bin Laden, whoever. It doesn't matter. You know, like, you you kill bin Laden, you kill a bunch of warlords, the, there's a bunch of other people that are going to step up, you know? Like, the the Democratic, want, you know, seeking folks don't want to resort to violence, right? And in a lot of cases and so or they don't have the the military power to be able to defend against the violence that right. they're that they're up against and so what do they do like they leave because that's what else are you going to do you're going to stay stay there and die i mean those are your two choices right like but yeah i mean it's um i i certainly don't have an answer for how this could have been done better right now you know like i think i'm with you in that to me, it may, would have made a lot more sense to do very low-profile, covert operations to seek out and find Bin Laden, and if either capture or kill. You know, like I think ideally would have liked for there to be some due process. You know, just so that. But I yeah, I mean, I I get that I sentiment think he, too. I think, I think he deserved that bullet. Like I, and that sounds kind of messed up, but. 
I don't know. Like, lately, <laughs> I've just been really, I've been struggling with the whole, like, death penalty and, you know. I think the death penalty in and of itself is probably, um, it's a coin flip, right? If somebody mass murders 20 people, then. Yeah, but does killing them, like, make, does it, does it ultimately do anything? Like, does it bring back any of those 20 lives? Does it. Like, I don't, all I it don't, is is it, say... it it no, but I'm just saying like in my mind, you're basically saying twenty wasn't enough. Let's make it twenty one. That's that is a fair pushback, and I don't have an answer to it. I don't. I I necessarily don't see. Uh, I don't have a lot of reservations when it's something that's super grotesque, right? Um. I you know. So my my. I say that to say this, like, I, I don't really, we could have, we definitely got bin Laden on a covert mission. It wasn't like a, right. it wasn't a big campaign. So we could have done that one way or the other. Yeah. Getting out. Once we, once we set up camp, we should have never set up camp. Well, and that's just we, it. Is that I, I, I think we tried to do it both ways, right? Like we tried to go yeah. in with a heavy military presence, set up shop, you know, establish bases here and there so that we could fight the Taliban and fight the warlords in their areas and all of that stuff and have an, an established military presence. And then all the while we're doing all these little covert missions and eventually, you know, what, like eight, nine, ten years later, finally find bin Laden and kill him. All the while we've lost how many of our own troops and civilians and journalists and people over there or how many lives... Uh, you know, Afghanistani lives were lost. Like, well, the criticism that's that's being directed toward the president is the same criticism that I just think is kind of, um, it, it's, it's duplicitous, right? We we don't want to be the world's police, but how are we going to let that happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, what what are you saying? Like, we need to. We everybody wants to get out of Afghanistan. Like, we we, we as a country, and I say we, like collectively, most people don't think we should be there. Like it's just okay, but what does that mean for our policy going forward? It doesn't show a sign of weakness to say, "Hey, look, this is not on me." And dude, he's only been in office for like seven months. Like, yeah, no, I, I mean that's, <laughs> I mean, like, right. And I think you know it's one of those things where it's like any any politician that's been in office for an extended period of time, to some degree, they you know you get the finger pointed at you. It's like, well, you've had opportunities to do this before. But I understand like. Dude was not driving the car, you know, for the eight years that he was vice president under President right. Obama. You know, like he wasn't driving the car as a senator from Delaware. Like those are not the things that, you know, those are not positions where he ultimately decides let's go to war or let's not. Now, voting, you know, again, like even looking back at that, I I don't hold a huge grudge against people who voted like to go to war in Iraq and Afghanistan at the time because of the evidence that was presented. Now, granted, we know a lot more about the veracity of that evidence now. Right. You know, and like, I mean, between the two, I'd say we had a whole lot more business being somewhat present in Afghanistan than we ever did showing up in Iraq again. Like that was, I need an excuse to go, you know, kick my daddy's bully's butt and, I look at it this way, man. We're we're we cannot be the country. We we have a good opportunity to like get some of our reputation. We lost a lot of our street cred. We lost street cred going to Iraq. We lost street cred going to Afghanistan, and we pulled everybody with us, right? Yeah. 
And it, now it's a matter of it's a cluster and we want to place blame. And I don't think that's the right answer. It's like, look, I, I was talking to one of my sons last night. I said, you know what? If you want to start an argument with somebody, talk about all the specific things you don't like. Or you can be super general about it. You can say, when you, if we're, t for example, uh, I, I don't have a good example because I'm not trying to bring this stuff up. But my point being is like, you can, <laughs> you can speak in generalities and get your point across as opposed to making character attacks or, or, or placing blame or making it personal. Sure. Because then you're going to both end up defending each other's position. And that's, that's tick for tack. Nobody wants that. Yeah, you're not trying we, to get the other person to dig in intentionally, right? Like unless right. unless that's your goal is to like pick a fight and make somebody confrontational, yeah. like yeah, that's never that's never the best way to solve a problem. No, but sometimes it's the most fun. <laughs> sure, fun's great when you're a child, right? <laughs> you're trying to be a you know put your big boy pants or your big girl pants Look on. Who are you talking to here? Yeah, I am a little child, act like a seven year old. So. <laughs> Uh, my, my, I don't know. I don't. I, I think the people taking the time to blame this administration, or especially on the news, are just looking for sound bites. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, again, like the the news to me has lost so much credibility. It's it's part of this. I don't know. Like my favorite, Bomani Jones, has talked a lot lately about like the the lack of faith right the loss of faith in institutions things that we used to put a lot of credibility in and a lot of faith and belief that ultimately they would do the right things right like right like our government that even if there were bad actors within the government that the government as a whole was good that science yeah, in general doctors you're not going to screw it up you know like all of those kind of fields and now we find ourselves in a position where all of that is kind of under attack right like whether it's it's legitimate or not, that there have been a lot of questions that have kind of been brought up. And because there have been cracks in the armor in some areas, now it's allowing for other people to be like, oh, well, isn't there also a crack over here, even where there isn't one? And, well, they're doing that, especially with the, vi with the coronavirus. And I yeah. think that is uh, – I, I am – this is the other thing I wanted to vent about. The – and I think we talked about this. I don't remember which episode. The Delta variant. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be bad. It's it's like twice as contagious, and it kind of spread through India pretty quickly. Aren't quick. we on to a new um, one already, too? Isn't there like the yeah. Lambda yeah. variant? The Lambda, yeah, that comes out of South America. So my call is this, and I've been saying this, by September, by September-ish, we're going to be back at the same spot we were last year. Yeah. It's just inevitable. It's just like... We had a great opportunity for people to get the vaccine, but idiots who idiots who, by the way, have gotten the vaccine yeah, in just, staggering numbers. It makes no people sense. People who are already vaccinated and sit there and argue against getting the vaccine. Like there is I just don't I don't understand it. You are killing off your voting block. What is the long-term or even short-term play here? Like, I don't, like, he... DeSantis is a freaking idiot. Well, he's the, like, it, 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 he's, what, the Texas, he's getting at Trump level. Yeah. Well, Abbott? 
because like oh. there's the there's multiple Texas uh, school boards who are now defying his no mask mandate yeah. order in Texas. He, they're going to have the same thing in Florida. You know, like it'll be just a matter of time before the schools are like, yeah, we're not doing that, dumbass. Like, we actually care about our kids, and it's the arguments they make about choice, right? And I, on the sur- on the which, surface, which, it's I ironic, mean, right? It is. I got, but you don't have the choice to have an abortion, or you don't have the choice to to marry who you want to marry, or right? Get we we want birth control, like or, or get birth condoms, control. Like, it's like you guys are really picky about that whole choice and freedom thing, personal freedom thing. Yeah, like you pick which one you want to follow, right? And it just, ultimately, it, like in the United States, your f- rights to personal freedom only extend as far as they begin infringing on somebody else's rights. Oh my gosh. But they've never, that's, they never oh. get to that part of it. Right. And then they never I, point I, out I, like that mask wearing isn't about protecting yourself, right? Getting the vaccine isn't about protecting yourself. It's about protecting others. And, and yes, you are part of that others group and that other people are doing the things necessary to help you be safe. But you're choosing not to do these things. And I love how, like, you know, in the NFL now, in like, there's all the, you know, Kirk Cousins, had, you know, got, like, had close contact. Dude literally came out and was like, well, maybe I just need to build a plexiglass bubble for myself. And I'm like, he's like, I'll do whatever it takes except get a vaccine. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, dude, there's the ridiculous lengths that you could choose to go to, or you could get stabbed in the arm with a tiny little needle twice. It'll take a minute, bro. It, it, I literally I literally watched Brett Favre today, like, lose his composure when he was asked if he had the vaccine. He was talking about uh, childhood concussions in football. Yeah. And he was asked about the vaccine, and he was like, I, I, don't, I don't want to share that information. And just got really defensive about it. He's like, well, you know. It's, this is America. People get to choose what they want to do. And I'm like, look, guys. And we get to choose to think less of you because of it. Like, yeah. do you not understand the consequences that come with the freedom of this choice? Like, that's just that is the whole argument here that I think so many of us wish that they understood. It's not that you aren't free to make this choice. Nobody is saying you have to get a vaccine. What we are saying is if you refuse to give a, get a vaccine and you don't have a legitimate medical reason to do so, we are going to ridicule the hell out of you because it's a stupid decision based in absolutely no logic and that flies in the face of thousands of peer-reviewed studies on in science and it's just – I'm so over it. I'm so over it at this point. It's it's beyond ridiculous. It's like, look, guys, if 99.99% of people that are in the hospital are unvaccinated, what does that tell you? I've, I watched a guy last week who was literally, like his whole family got COVID. He's like on a respirator. He's in ICU. And he was like, well, we he just thought that he wasn't, he didn't need to get the vaccine. Yeah. And he felt like a failure to his family. I'm like, you guys, it's like, it's like the guy that talks a lot of crap over the keyboard until, you know, no, say it to my face. I want to see if you're that strong to say it to my face. So a lot of people are talking real bold and real quick, you know, behind 
this, oh, I'm not sick yet type of mentality Yeah. until they get COVID. And I don't want anybody to die, but no. like, I, I don't, I won't feel sorry for him. And the people that keep saying, well, you know, God, this God, that yeah, God, like, think about it this way. Man was playing around for whatever, however it happened. We got this dangerous virus out in the open and he gave some people some wisdom years ago to be working on this new platform to develop these vaccines and it worked out so you're you know sorry like yeah. I, I he he's like no Look, that's he's not fucked. good enough if it doesn't just, just magically go away like the <laughs> orange man told me it would i mean this but this is the, like it all comes back to this whole like worshiping false idols and stuff where it's like they'll yeah. you know they want to sit there and think that that man was the only one telling the truth you know that even god did isn't doing the right thing now you know like yeah. <laughs> what i mean it's what? it's just it's it's just the dumbest thing i i don't get it i don't want it i, I look if they get sick maybe we should just not give them medical care I, I mean, like, I've heard a lot of that. I don't personally agree with that. Like, I don't I get, agree with I, it, but... I get the sentiment, you know, like, um, I just... I wish that there was another way, right? Like, I wish that it didn't take an individual getting sick or having, you know, somebody that they, that they personally know getting sick and watching them suffer through this for them to realize how serious this is. You know, like it's, it's just, it's frustrating because I've yet to hear a single good reason, you know, there are, because there is, because none. there isn't one. Like I had somebody argue with me. It's, you know, well, it's an, it has a 99.7% survival rate. It's no worse than the flu. And we don't have a vaccine for the flu. And I said, what do you think is the flu shot every year? Well, well, I don't get that. Well, just because you don't get it doesn't mean that they don't have it. <laughs> and there's a reason they have it because people die from the flu every year. Like, yeah, maybe me and my current state, like I'm not susceptible, like super likely to die from either, you know, the flu or COVID. But that right. doesn't mean that I want to give it to my kid or my parents or some stranger, <clears throat> you know, in a restaurant somewhere. Like, and if it requires me to simply get a shot twice, done, and wear a mask when I go out in public, done. Easy. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Like, we can actually care about each other, you know? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Well, I yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole. And I, and I it feel, is. I, I have a little bit of empathy for those people because for whatever reason, there is a, a disconnect in reality. Yeah, um, but it's just so logical, and I and I can, I won't argue stupid. I'll argue facts. <laughs> like, right? Like facts are. It's like, look, I don't. We can't change the facts here, but I don't agree with your opinion. Let's just call it that, and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm I'm totally one hundred percent okay with that. Super. So, I just remembered this thing that I thought about earlier. The other day, uh, and it had to do with how, Andrew Cuomo. How awesome I am. So I wanted to bring oh, it back, no. just real quick. 
that I mean, you know how screwed he is. He's got Rudy Giuliani sticking up for him. <laughs> I saw <a> funny. <laughs> you saw that though, right? Yeah, I did. I you know what I And you know he had that... to see that and be like, "Damn oh, it, Rudy." Shit. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, what? Another thing that kind of made me kind of suspect was the AG is actually preparing her campaign for governor. Yeah. So, it's like there's a lot of things where it's like if if those women really experienced that, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. If if that was those women's experience and they're capitalizing on it, shame on them. Like literally, shame on them because if that comes up in her campaign. It just tells you where everybody's head's at. No, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, if somebody is using that, this as an opportunity to advance their own political career. Like, yes, shame on you, you know, wholeheartedly. Not yeah, and, I, I, and not to say that that is the only reason that any of this is coming up. I Right? Like, that's... But if, if that's it plays case, even one percent, if it plays one percent in it, if it becomes part of the campaign for her uh, personally, yeah, I mean, then that that's that becomes a huge like, all right, you're dead to me. Yeah, I just can't rock with you. Yeah, yeah. and the I'm not me, and I'm just Italian. <laughs> 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 and Cuomo's got a lot of love, man. A lot of people are like, I mean. It's a, it's a, yeah, but when the president of the United States is calling for your resignation, like, to be fair, I'm not discounting all those things. I'm just saying, I I know, I know. Like, to be fair, like, um, and I know, I don't think that's even President Biden's role, to be honest with you. Like, I think that is told, he shouldn't, he, can have an opinion, but he can't make a recommendation. If I'm no, being, but so I think it was the pressure from within the party, you know, so and, and because he's viewed as the party leader, right, as president. So then, and I, I mean, I, I'm with you in that. I think that's not a role that the president needs to play, right? In general, like it's it's this false, you know, belief that because he's president of the United States, he's like everything he believes is what everybody wants. And it's like, yeah. no, like, that's, we just liked him like, a little better than we liked the other person. In this case, like, a lot better, but. Yeah. And I but I think Biden is off to a good start. He's sticking to his guns. He's, you know, and that's, I respect that a lot. Yeah. Uh, what else? I I think the, the Democrats are their own worst enemy. <laughs> uh, they always have been. Let me. I gotta. I'm gonna do one quick snippet in politics. No, you're good. Get, give my little dissertation on the Democrats. I don't want to talk about other stuff. But uh, the the guy, a big campaign funder in Minnesota, got caught up in sex trafficking. <laughs> Just like bananas, like crazy level. I'm like best friends with Jeffrey of? Epstein. Like yeah, probably so. So they're calling for the head of their. Um, uh, convention in the state to retire or resign because they were friends. I mean, that's bananas. The Republicans can destroy themselves all by themselves. But the Democrats are literally their own worst enemy. I'm going to start out with this part with I watched uh, uh, Bean AOC. And I will say this for a long time. 
I've gained more respect for her in the past handful of months. I don't agree with all of her, her positions, but I think she has um, a certain character that probably makes some of the establishment kind of pissed off. Now, I I say that to say this. I don't rock with everything the progressives say, and I get she made it kind of clear to me as to why I don't necessarily agree with a lot of things they have to say. From what I could gather from what she said, and AOC, correct me if I'm wrong, there's nothing wrong with asking for bigger because you're asking. That's that's their philosophy. Mm-hmm. Not very practical, but I get it, right? Um, but then you have the 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 upcoming cluster. This is going to be strike two for the Democrats in my my book. When they had an opportunity to to move forward in the John Lewis Voting Act, they did not. They wanted to push HR one, which was stupid. And yes, stupid. I, so Nancy Pelosi, you're probably not. I'm not making a personal attack. I'm just saying like the people need. We need movement and progress. That's fair. HR one was a big grab. And it just puts faces on the bill. Yeah. We didn't need that. And then you you guys unfortunately played yourselves because now you give the, the Republicans the moves they can make in uh, Georgia, Texas, and the other 22 or 19 states. Now they're doing the same thing with the uh, infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. In order to move that, they want to see the $3.5 trillion, uh, debated. And I'm like, come on, man. You gotta be kidding me, man! No, I mean this is what they always do. This is, I mean, there's this is nothing new. It's Democrats deciding that they want, you know, bipartisanship for the sake of bipartisanship. That it's it's you know, if we can't get the Republicans to agree with us, then it's not worth doing. And well, they're gonna they're gonna push a three point five through with uh, reconciliation doesn't matter it doesn't matter right there's no debate about that that's it's like you guys are the your your own that's why i i can't all together say i rock with you because you do stupid stuff i mean yeah it's like watching you know (laughs) it's like watching your favorite sports team where they have some good players but the management just keeps it up (laughs) you know like every time you get a good player they like refuse to sign it's like you have aj smith from back in the chargers days like philip rivers early days where he's like oh vincent jackson i don't want to pay you money go to tampa bay oh Ladanian tomlinson we don't think you have any more left in the tank go play in new york like it's amazing i I just can't uh, my wife was asking like um like, and I like Nancy Pelosi, I think, like, for her career, right? I, I respect that. But I don't like her sometimes because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't think that's please... that's the other problem is that I don't think that they ultimately have a long-term plan, right? Like, when, when they got this opportunity, it was like they, uh, you know, similar to what we talked about with when President Obama won, right? There was this, like, we did it! We did it! <laughs> Yeah, and for like a year, it was just like, guys, we did it. Yeah, and then it was like, uh, should we get to work? Yeah, but I mean, we got to celebrate. We got to recognize what we did to get here, right? And it's like, okay, cool. And I feel like to some degree, 
that's where they were where it was like we got rid of trump we did it guys and then it was like oh he's gonna try and take over through like violent action (laughs) well i'm sure the republicans will be on our side now oh they're not well i'm sure if we ask really nicely they'll be on our side oh they're not well maybe if we pass a big infrastructure bill oh that didn't work like i mean it's just (laughs) every time you know like i it's just it's just par for the course, man. And I and it, it, it brings me back to like the dysfunction in Washington and the establishment on both sides. Except for there's rarities on in, in both parties, right? Yeah. Um fun fact. Forty seven percent of the country considers themselves independent, which is a fun fact. That's good to know. Um I'm having fun already. <laughs> my you got this idiot ted cruz god harvard i hope you're proud who's blocking um hearings for people to get into position which is further weakening our, our position in foreign policy it's like you guys are a bunch of you guys are a bunch of fuck-ups like you guys literally do nothing except for decide how am i gonna get my name in the headlines and how do I fuck some shit up? Yeah. I mean, because it is all about, like, how do I keep myself front of mind with potential voters? You know? So, like, how do I make a name for myself in this? And it doesn't matter I'll... if I'm actually helping anything or helping them. Yeah, keep your word. Keep your word. Why has Schumer been, and like, and I know his district has, and I, I, I do follow a lot of New York politics. So, I don't even live there. But his district has changed in the last 10 years, 15 years. He does. He shouldn't exist, right? That's why he's, you know, like rolling with uh, AOC because right. I, I respect his choice because it keeps him out of, you know, his head out of the clouds. Yeah. He realizes that's a potential, you know, or Hakeem Jeffries or there's there are people that can grow grow beyond him. Yeah. And he, he understands that. I may not agree with it because sometimes it looks like politicking, but. He understands he's got to keep his ear to the street. Yeah, and I'm know? sure sometimes it is politicking, you know? Like, it's this yeah. is politics. That's kind of what they do. But I, I hear exactly what you're saying, you know? Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's just um, it's it's been frustrating lately to watch all of this stuff kind of go on and feel like there's not anybody, there are very few people that are legitimately interested in participating in what government should be you know and there's far more people who are interested in grandstanding and obstruction and like you said making a name for themselves you know as a way of leveraging that for further influence or money or power position further down the road and well if they are really smart they would actually um as much as people have to say from even within the democrats and probably all the Republicans. AOC is a good example of, no, she's doing the right thing. Like, literally, she is sticking to her guns, kind of like our president. She understands her position and what her constituents actually want or things that would help them plus the greater good. May not, I may not agree on all the finer points, but I can respect her for that. Yeah. Um, those are leadership qualities. Adam Kissinger, uh, Kissinger yeah. Uh, the guy from the representative from Illinois, mm-hmm. a lot of the same qualities. I, I like him a lot. Didn't really agree with his comments on the current state of Afghanistan. Uh, 
because I think he tried to. And Mr. K- Adam, dude, I like you a lot. I'm a big fan. I just want to say, yo, you're way off base, bro. Like, it, it's not Biden's fault. This he's been there for seven months, bro. Like, you gotta you gotta call a spade a spade on this one. You can't be like, well, he did extend the Trump uh, deadline by a couple months, but I'm still gonna, you know, because he was trying to figure out a way to navigate out of this. But it's his fault. Your boy, the former president, set this crap in motion. Let's call it like it is. Mr. Kissinger, respect you. And I'm not saying that just because it sounds nice, but you're you're way off base there. <clears throat> um, but anyway, follow AOC's got a playbook. Her playbook is actually legit. People rock with that. And that's what people, you know, that's what Washington needs to understand. Um, anyway, I'm done because I think I, I just grew like four gray hairs <laughs> talking about politics. You had something else Let's you wanted to rant about, right? Social media. Oh, social media. Man, I'll tell you this. Uh, last time we talked, yeah, it was what, about two weeks ago or mm-hmm. last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I was, um, I w- was watching the news and I was like, let me see what's on Twitter. Just to kind of, I'm, you know, thinking we have episodes to publish and we don't. But I mean, we do have episodes to publish, <laughs> but. <laughs> and uh, I noticed something. First, I went to Google News. All the headlines were clickbait. So, Google, please get on that. Uh, you guys are paying a lot of money to these publishers, and all they have is clickbait titles. Then I look at Twitter, and for everything holy, there was nothing redeeming about Twitter. I don't know what it was I saw. But I deleted it, and I felt so much. But I haven't looked at Twitter in like since then. I I just I don't care. I just don't freaking care. Yeah, you can't make me care. Um, there is no value on Twitter beyond, and and it's argumentative whether like it's you can argue whether or not this is even true. But I still find some value in like my initial feed on Twitter. Right, like okay. my my feed of people that I follow, I find some value in that. Where I often end up getting very upset is when I make the mistake of expanding a tweet to view not necessarily a thread because that can be worth it, but the comments. Yeah. As soon as I start digging into the comments, I find like, why am I doing this? You know, and I'll almost always find myself like wanting to reply to somebody. And being like, no, not going to do that. It's not a conversation. like No, it's not. For... And it's like, what's the point, ultimately? You know, it's right. it's somebody with, like, this happened to me the other week where I tweeted something about the Kirk Cousins thing because I couldn't, like, the his ridiculous statement of I'll do whatever it takes, talking about building himself a plexiglass bubble, but he won't take a vaccine shot. And it's just kind of like pointing out the ridiculousness of those two things. And somebody's like, his body, his choice. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, like I get that, but it's also a competitive disadvantage for his team at this point, because the NFL has made the rules different for vaccinated players and non-vaccinated players. Like 
if he comes in close contact with somebody, he's out, and there's nothing they can do about it. 14 days. Yeah. Hang hang it up. Exactly. And, but it's just like, you know, stupid back and forth, and it was somebody who doesn't even have their face. What was resolved? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. It's just like, and I, and I, I know that people want to say that social media is a new public square. Well, to that I say, you're fooling yourself. You are a, you've been commoditized. Like, how the, often the moment you did people it. go off out into the public square and just yell obscenities? Like, those people get arrested. Those people, yeah, get, or they get their heads chopped off. Yeah, or thrown in the <laughs> drunk tank, at least. Like, yeah. or, or they're littering the streets of Denver's downtown district because, <laughs> oh my God, the number of crazy freaking homeless people there is astounding. You should, you should go to New York. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, it's that's sad. That's sad in and of itself. It is. But, you know, I was reading something about um, phone addiction, and I actually, um, I was talking to a couple of people a few weeks ago about, um, I said, you guys should email me. Don't don't call me. Don't text me. I don't respond to that. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, when I go home, I put my phone on my nightstand. I'll grab it after dinner probably or whatever. But I'm never like, I don't use my phone like that. They're like, but you're uh, a geek. I'm like, yeah, I use my computer. Like, <laughs> like my phone is like, it's an accessory. Yeah. It's not like what I do. Uh, and they found that very hard to believe. Um, but I think phone addiction is a thing. Like I, I, I've literally, I, I don't know if it's a dopamine thing for people, but people can't put their phones down. It's part of it. Yeah. I mean, they've come to, we, like we've basically been trained to expect some sort of like positive feedback from our phone, even negative yeah. feedback, you know, like, we're looking to our phone for some nudge in the right direction or not even the right direction, but just a nudge, you know, it's like, what should I do? Oh, I should play a game while I'm sitting on the toilet or, you know, while I'm waiting for the bus, I'll read this article or, you know, I'm, I don't know. It it is like, it is weird. I mean, I've, I find myself falling victim to those things at times where it's like, you know, Oh, I wonder what somebody else is doing or, Dude, if I want to talk to you, I call you. You never answer the phone. I have to text you. Hey, I'm going to call you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, like, it's, it's really annoying. It's a generational thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up but with telemarketers calling all the time, and so like I've just learned but, not to answer my phone. That's not, not true. Healthy. I mean, because I see like I have you. You have a tendency to call when I'm actually in the middle of doing something and can't answer. Not that I'm like I look at it. and I'm like, oh, it's Andre. Like. I, if I am available to answer and you call me, I answer my phone. <laughs> you are and you know, are but, honestly like one of the only people on that list. That is a ridiculously short list. Ask my dad; he's not even on that list. That's that's good because I think that that's part of the problem. People like the the tool has become like it dictates what people do now, which yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Um. And I, and I think that if you look behind the curtain, look at how many developers don't use social media. It's astounding. Yeah. It's freaking astounding. People that know technology, not from a cursory level, but developers or um, maybe um, things in that realm or that domain. Engineers. Engineer. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. Like, <laughs> 
God. Potato, potato. Software bullshit. architects. God. Jeez. <laughs> Python welders. Oh, God. You're just, you're just throwing a punch in the face. <laughs> but it's true. It's like they don't use social media or they use it in a way that's actually productive. Right. Right. Um, like Reddit would be an example of that. And Reddit's just a forum to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I may find things on, pardon me, on Reddit that are interesting. I may start a dialogue and then I'm out. But I'm not looking at Reddit for, it's just a forum. That's that's it. It's not, it's, yeah. it's a contact point. I mean, and like, I, I would say that in a lot of ways, like Twitter is kind of the same thing. I mean, all social media in that sense kind of is, it's it's a forum in a sense, right? Like, no, because like you you take um, no, it's not true. Okay, it's not true, because the, the the content form is different on Twitter. The content form is a little bit more expanded on on Facebook, but it's the same premise, right? You're not really trying to, and I haven't used Facebook in years, so I, I won't know. But I, I, you're not really trying to um, share a complete idea in, in my general sense of Facebook and Twitter. And, and I think that's about it. TikTok, now it's visual. So I can probably group them all. But see, I, would make, share... I could make the same argument about probably 90% of the stuff on Reddit. Well, Reddit's just an example, right? No, I so know, I, but it's I... the one that you use, so... <laughs> But so if I look at a developer's <laughs> forum, it's no different than looking at Stack Overflow. Okay. Right? I don't consider Stack Overflow a social media site. So my definition I wouldn't of social either. media. Right. So I, I look at developer stuff and it's like, hey, so I'm working through this problem, blah, 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 blah. I found a solution or can I get some help? Right. So I the content or what I'm looking at isn't geared towards. I don't know. Like, it's just like, so maybe it is because i am still using facebook to some degree now that facebook has become a lot of groups which are okay. essentially forums or subreddits and right. those things just show up in your feed so as opposed to you like you can go seek out those individuals you know forums so exactly so my point being is a content the normal content use type on Facebook, Twitter is not geared towards anything outside of just the random garbage. And I see a lot of Facebook community advertisements, so they're really trying to push that, right? Yeah, and uh, I mean, like, there's it's a mixed bag when it comes to the group stuff. Like, sometimes there's valuable group, but, I mean, yeah, like, 90% of the time it's garbage. But again, like, I would say 90% of the entire, like, subreddits are like stupid ass topics that you know have no actual merit and don't provide real value it's just you know it's like dogs farting <laughs> so okay so your your target is reddit my but my thing is when i look for content or something i'm going to actually pay attention to it's specific for whatever my actual interests are sure right so developers in for the most part or people that are into um, a real discourse, right? You'll see a different trend, like Quora, right? They have a different trend, or the 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 content types are always different. It's not the same as general social media. 
it, it changes. It's not. It's not the and th- same. But I and I and I think that we and I'm not trying to like do semantics. I hate semantics. My point being is like the mainstream part of this is becoming toxic. That basically, you know, the number one visited sites on the internet. Yeah, are porn for the last are porn. Right. So with all the things we can do with technology, the number one thing people want to do is look at some tits and ass. <laughs> that's that's my point. I mean, right? it is like. like Next to eating, one of our, you know, it's probably the number two driving factor instinctually. For me, it's a hot shower. No, I get that, but I'm <laughs> saying instinctually. Like, you make sure you got food in your stomach and then make sure you're procreating so that you, you're... Totally got it. But... But it diminishes what the technology could be used for, right? I mean, um, it, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't see why it can't be used for both. The fact that more people go to that than the other stuff, like, yeah, I understand, and I, I think there is there, that says something, right, about where we are um, sociologically, I guess. Like, just, it's, yeah, I mean, like, we're in a f- screwed up place. Like, I mean, it's not like, I not that it's like, you know, so bad we can't come back from it. I keep it's having not, to pull yeah, my not, dad you know. off the ledge because he's like, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. And I'm like, and my mom is even like, your dad said the same thing when, you know, in he was your age. And he, right? and, he, yeah. and he was like, oh, well, he didn't know what he was talking about. And I do. And it's like, you know, like, yeah, my are things being screwed bright. up? Yes, I see that. Right. But like, I'm not giving up hope. And part of it, right, is because well, I'm also sitting here thinking, like, I've got another 30, 40 years left on this earth for us to turn things around. He's sitting there looking at it like, I got, what, another 10, 15 years, maybe? 20 at best, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I, I get the whole relativity of it and that that's – it's a it's a very natural cycle to get to the end – not to the end, but, you know, to get to a later stage in your life and start to look back and feel like, oh, wow, things are really screwed up, but – but there, but I'm not an optimist. But I would say that we we confuse our vocabulary and our lexicon is so stupid and and um, minimal that we say it's complicated. It's not complicated. It's, it's just complex. complex, right? But we, Andre doesn't want to get into a semantics debate. You know I love you. I swear to God. But those, I mean, so, like, not five minutes apart. I don't want to talk about semantics. Uh, it's not complicated. It's complex. Like, are you f- kidding me? <laughs> it's, it's, but tell me I'm wrong. Tell You're me I'm not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong when it comes to it's not complicated. It's complex. I disagree when it comes to semantics because I think that semantics exists for a reason. I think there's a reason that we use specific yes. words to describe specific, specific things. I'm just, I just, okay. and also because you're my brother and I love you and I got to sit here and give you shit. Like, that's what <laughs> yeah, I but, do. But when people, when people, when I use semantics, it's not to pull all the threads. Yes, right? I get There's that. A time we, there is a, there is, there is like using semantics to be an asshole. Yeah. And there's using semantics yeah. because you're trying to make a point, which I get. Yeah. I do. But. I'm the one who, while you're trying to make a point, is also trying to be an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, that's, you, you know that's, it fucking pisses me off. Yeah, I know it does. But, <laughs> but if, I mean, shit, if you're going to sit here and say something about it, I don't want to argue semantics, and then turn around and use complex and complicated, like, I'm going to sit here and say, well, Andre, 
I hate to point out, but that's a bit of semantics. <laughs> Read a dictionary, dick. Um, so let's go to pop culture. Okay. <laughs> pop culture. Okay, I'm going to say this one time, one time only. The Suicide Squad. Best sucked. movie of the summer. Sucked. It really, it really wasn't that good. It was a garbage movie. And anybody that says different is wrong. You're wrong by definition. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll be wrong then. I enjoyed it enough like i went okay so i I gotta preface this it was i saw it in a movie theater okay right so it was the first time that i've been in in a movie theater i had great seats in the movie theater because we were the first ones there so we had to pick um and so that that certainly influenced it right like there was a there was a part of it being out and like in a movie theater watching a movie for the first time in forever (laughs) That certainly played into like, oh, I'm enjoying this, right? Like I'm in a good mood to start with. Um, I've also, we've talked about this on previous episodes, but like I have adopted the belief that if you have no expectations going into something, you are far more likely to be pleasantly surprised than sadly disappointed, right? And well, I had no expectations. You no had no expectations and were still grossly disappointed. I get that, and. I mean, we talked about it right after. Like, I texted you, and I was like, dude, went to go see Suicide Squad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Only a couple of WTF moments. And Andre's like, the whole movie was a WTF moment. What do you mean it wasn't that bad? Like, we could not have had more diametrically opposed positions after the having seen sucked, that movie. Yeah. I am so tired of James Gunn. The more like, that I've yo, se- the I- more that I've thought about it because I have not rewatched it, but the more that I've thought about it, the less and less I enjoyed it, and the more it felt like a bunch of James Gunn jokes. Yes, kind of strung together and loosely For tied two and a half into hours. yeah, like a Suicide Squad thing. And then you had like the weird um, Harley Quinn movie in the middle of a movie. Yeah, you know. Um, I- there was no there was no main bad guy like there was nobody to really get you know that you didn't like nobody that had really good motivations which we've talked about previously Andre doesn't think that characters need motivation I'm a firm believer that motivation helps drive the story and your engagement with it um I mean like they killed Pete Davidson right off the bat that was sad I love Pete Davidson yeah that's my dude um like, they had that one dude swim away just so she could blow his head up because they never did it in the last movie. Yeah. That was all it was. All it was. I mean, there were so many of those things where it's like, well, we want to see this, so we're going to figure I, out a I, way I, to tie it in. I I just hated that movie. I really did. I, I, I started watching it, like, Friday night when it came out, and then I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I went to sleep. Did you feel kind of bad for Idris Elba? Yo, how do you go from being the sexiest man alive to doing bullshit movies? I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, like... Jesus. Every every movie he's been in has been a turd. 
and it's like, yo, my been, dude. He's been in a lot of really bad movies lately. Yeah. It started with Calvin and Hobbes, or what, what, what was it? Hobbes and... Oh, Hobbes and Shaw. That wasn't... I mean... Shaw. <laughs> it was like Calvin and Hobbes. That was like... that, But that's like <laughs> typical Fast and Furious franchise crap. Like, that I that God. I excuse because it was all wrapped up in that. Like, there was okay, a still an, like, actor... an underlying enjoyable, like, moment in those films, right? Sorry. I'm sorry. And his caliber and, like... I believe the hype on Idris, Idris Elba. I mean, right? I'm not saying... I you, don't... Uh, I'm starting to feel no, like, believe, like... Like... He's it getting was typecasted... Uh, to some degree. To, to be fair, he did his role with what he was getting. It was a role. And he yeah, did a but good it's job. like... I think he's like... He, he has to learn how to say no. Right. Well, that's probably more it more maybe more than anything. Like he was in that yeah, awful he, movie um, with Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, where it was like Rob Stark, the guy who played Rob Stark, obviously was yeah, like yeah, a he's pickpocket like a detective. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. a detective. That was another garbage movie. Absolutely yeah, I, awful. Was he was in the Losers? Yeah. The Losers. Yeah, that was not I, I'm just as enjoyable as it should have been. Like, there's just so many yeah, things. He had a bit role in like uh, the second Ghost Rider, and, I, and I'm just saying like Idris Elba is a great actor. There's another, uh, there's an African actor that uh, he plays a bad guy in every movie. He's a bad guy in like one of the Fast and Furious. It's like, look, I would totally not. He also played in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the guy that killed it in the first. Like, no, he chased uh, Star Lord for like 20 minutes. Blah blah blah. But it's like, look, man. Oh yeah. I would say, I would say no. I just thought the movie was garbage. It should not have been made. Uh, well, it's not even good for entertainment value. Well, uh, like, I was, it was I was good. more frustrated watching it. It was good for the pitch meeting value. Yes. Pitch meeting. They nailed, nailed that movie. Yeah. And I'm starting to really become disillusioned with CinemaSins and the everything wrong with because apparently it takes them forever to get around to doing any of those. Says the guy who's got with... like eight podcast episodes he hasn't edited yet. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta hurry up. Dude. But I'm here uh, to criticize everybody to else. <laughs> I think they have to wait for um, like movie rights and stuff like that. No, I mean I I am I figured as much, but it's still frustrating. It, they do every but it's just like they're not wrong. Like I, no. I hate Well, wanna... okay. There are times when I'm watching and I'm like yeah, y'all being a little picky about that. Like, I get it. Like what? I I'll, I don't know specifically, but I'm just saying there are times when I'm watching, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I kind of see what you're saying, but ultimately, like, within the context of the movie, I get why they did it. That's rare. Um, it is It is somewhat I rare. I'm not disagreeing. Like, I'm just saying, like, there are times where I'm like, I mean, yeah, like if you want to be an asshole about it, you could call that a cinema sin. <laughs> so, but sometimes they'll say like, "I'm going to be an asshole about this." Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mean, and sometimes like you know, obviously, like he takes sins away for good stuff that he likes. And I mean, like ninety percent like, of the time, the reason I'm watching it is because I thought the movie was crap, and I wanted to see, you know, like the Fast and the Furious ones are are hilarious. Are hilarious. They They're are, like they thirty minutes long. <laughs> There's That's so hilarious. many things that are wrong with it. Another thing I started watching was uh, Drunk History. I don't know how I ever missed that. It's 
it, there are times amazing. where I am I am entertained by drunk history, but it I don't know like I'm I've been finding drunk people less and less entertaining lately. <laughs> uh, wait till your wedding, I'm I'm loads of fun. That's another one. Uh, cracked. I don't know how I missed that. I don't know why they ever sold their company to just go belly up. Um, they have a, they have series called uh, Honest Commercials. Mm. Oh my gosh, they're brilliant. Like if a car, what's a good example? Um, oh, if the real if car man, real car commercials were had real people in them. Honest, yeah. No, if they're honest. No, 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 no. You haven't seen this. Oh, yet. this isn't the dude from Boston. No, this is a guy. Uh, he's like, uh, I'm Roger Horton, and he'll like do some stuff. It's no, you'll hilarious. have to send it to me. You've seen the one with yeah, the dude from Boston, right? Yes. Okay. Those are hilarious. Cool. And I think that, um, yeah, and I, I kind of like the, I, I love the laugh. I love comedy. Oh, did I tell you I went to see a comedy show a you, couple weeks ago? You told me. I don't, I don't think we talked about it on here. Oh, I saw Miss Penny. I think that's her name. Let me make sure I got it right. Gosh, where's my cursor? Miss, Miss Penny. It was like. You, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see me because I'm looking at another screen. No, we can see you. Uh, we can see name? you just Comedian. fine. Comedian Miss Pat. Miss Pat. Yo. She was bananas, yo. Where was it? It was. This was at this. Um, it's it's pretty close to where E area is off of uh, 55 going into Durham. Mm-hmm. Next to that uh, little beer uh place that we go to in the you know the mixed use place yeah right as you're leaving carry going into uh durham mm-hmm. right yo it was bananas um uh joy coy uh, joy joe coy yeah i was i can't he was he's there? gonna be there like in february oh okay no he's gonna be there in february i think uh or somewhere in durham but we're gonna i might have to get tickets show. for that because like, christy loves him yeah yeah, so let me know. We'll we'll hook that up. Miss Pat was hilarious, yo. The opening act, that dude slayed it. He was like bananas. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but it was dope. Um, and the second guy was funny. He was from Atlanta, but he was good. He was good. But like the first, like the opening act and Miss Pat, she it was a dope show. One thing I like about her is that um, apparently she used to sell crack back in the day. She did a, uh, did some time in Fed Pen, and um, she got her life together. I've seen her on Netflix a couple times, or, or one time I guess, and she talks about how like she you know she's taking care of her niece's kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like lovely story, and it's just like it. It was just a. It was raunchy at some points, but it was hilarious. It was like it was just straight funny, yo. It was just like one of the best things. I'm like, yo, Carrie's really blowing up to have like like national spots, like show up in a a comedy spot. Yeah. Um, it was just it was amazing. That's awesome. A, like I loved it. Do you want to hear yeah, my inverted think... like uh pop culture experience from the weekend? Sure. So... You saw Klansman? <laughs> no. Jeez. <laughs> um they had the Carolina Beach Music Festival was this weekend. God, I'm glad I missed that. And so God. they have like, you know, the boardwalk. Oh, did that's, you go? Yeah. Um, so we got tickets because uh, some friends of Christie's had already gotten tickets. Like they were going to be down here for it. And they were like, oh, you guys, if you're not doing anything, you should come. And so I was like, all right, cool. Tickets were like 40 bucks, I think. 
not cheap, not super expensive, but we are like, we get ready to go over there on Saturday and they had gotten there before us and they're like, well, we can't set up a tent. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you had to buy a VIP ticket in order to be able to set up any sort of structure larger than an individual umbrella that's like clipped onto your chair. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Okay, so everybody that couldn't afford or didn't choose to purchase a VIP tent just has to bake in the sun all day. Yeah, or didn't know because it wasn't an option on the thing when I went to buy it. And so we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll be there for like 20 minutes until we're dying and then we'll leave. Um, But then they (laughs) basically what they did is they had like that orange construction fence blocking off a portion of the beach right in front of the boardwalk where the band was set up and playing. So all we did was set up directly on the other side of the construction fence with our tent. Like, we bought tickets, so we had every right to be at the event, but we set up just on the other side of the construction fence because it literally, like, the thing was so crowded. That's where we ended up anyways was all the way out kind of against the edge. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll just go literally five feet over here to the other side of this fence and set up so we can have our tent and not See, that's die the stuff here. that non-white people do. Yeah. You might not be white. Yeah. Except for the fact you went to the... <laughs> Carolina Beach Music Festival. Well, and then we were talking about it like, well, next well, year we're not it. even going to buy tickets. We're just going to go post up right outside. <laughs> like, oh, and there was this dude... Because, you know, like, we... Packed a cooler. Were they shagging? No. No. What do they do there? What? Tell me more. What do you mean? I, I assume like like shagging. You know that little thing oh, the that white people do? Dancing? The dance. No, there's no I mean there was no like dancing. I mean, maybe there was dancing. It was just a bunch of drunk people sitting on the beach listening to live music. That's all it was. Oh, okay, okay. See see, I'm glad you explained that because I'm thinking you went to a shagging festival. Oh no. Every time I Every time I think about Carolina Beach music, I always associate with Shaggy. Okay. I'm, okay. No, no, that was not the case. I mean, it was like beachy rock music kind of stuff. Like, it was nothing to write home about, but, you know, it wasn't, like, offensive to the ears, and there wasn't a bunch of weird dancing going on. <laughs> Again. Um, but, yeah, just like, so, like. I feel, I feel so bad. I'm like, no. so Chris is listening to and so, like, we packed the cooler. We had chairs that like we brought with us. <laughs> I'm trying to tell this. That story. would be it. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm okay. Sorry. I mean, whatever. Uh, this is like, I, Yeah, this I interrupt your stories all the time. I'm just being an asshole. Um, but so, like, I'm carrying this heavy ass cooler. We got chairs that you know were on our backs, and we walked all the way down the street. But then we were like, "Well, it's on the beach, right?" So we walked to the beach to go, and there's like this one security guard sitting there who like runs up and like stop and I'm like okay he's like if you don't have a green wristband you can't get in and I'm like okay uh we have tickets right like we didn't have our wristbands yet but we had our tickets on my phone and I'm like I have tickets he's like if you don't have a green wristband you can't come in and I'm like where do I get a green wristband? Did you, did you do that? No, did but I really that? wanted to. Why not? Because, I, because oh, I'm me, dumb. Andre. <laughs> I was like, I okay, I get that. Where do I go to get a green wristband? And he was like, oh, you got to go over there. Points to the completely wrong 
direction. And so, like, we double back a little bit. We walk over. We had to walk all the way down to the opposite side of the boardwalk to go get our wristbands. And then I was just like, at that point, I was ready to leave already. Like, I was already done. This dude was unnecessarily aggressive and hostile right off the bat. And that was enough to put me, like, all I wanted to do was sit down and drink my beers so that I didn't have to carry them back to the house. It was so hot. It was just, yeah. I mean, like, it was not. Not a good experience. No, the whole thing was made better because we left after, like, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours maybe. Um, good Lord. Yeah, it wasn't that long. But it was long That's enough. That's a commitment. It was a bit of, I mean, we hauled all that shit out there. So it was like we were going to commit for a little while. Um, but then we went to Panacea and had a very nice dinner up there. So. That made it worth it, but yeah, that was my shitty pop culture weekend. Well, if it makes you feel better, this weekend I'm going to see uh, Jerry Rivera. He's a salsa singer on Friday. And why would that make me feel better? Well, because like it's actually going to be music you can dance to. Oh, um, speaking of which, should I tell you I started my uh, my wedding dance lessons. Uh, you did, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I will be. I will be recording those yeah. steps because uh, I need something to watch. Because you're gonna want to learn how to do this awesome dance. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, be I like, you, right? all right, I gotta see Chris's birth certificate because there's no way that dude's 100 percent white. What are you dancing like? A waltz? No, a waltz. It's a rumba. <laughs> a rumba. Gosh, you're learning Portuguese. Like you're not even Spaniard. Those are own, like or Italian. Fuck. No, but I am a pervert. So. <laughs> <laughs> Often confused for being Italian. Okay. So I, I, I but man, that's my dude, man. I know. Come on. But I felt like that All was right, a good so, way to uh, wrap things up. <laughs> no, here's a better way. A better way to wrap things up. So, uh, like, uh, like uh, the Puerto Rico group. So. Short story is we, when we went to Puerto Rico, like the group kind of like hosts parties every now and then. We'd been at the end of the list, or whatever. Like, hey, well, when do we come to your house? And we're, you know, we were on the spot. Then there's a drinking game. My wife lost. Mm-hmm. And that put us like at the top of the list. Right. And then the people that are supposed to host the next party, they go to Ecuador for like three weeks. And I'm like, oh, you, you, this is not okay. Like, I'm telling my wife, like, you, you hooked me into this, and we're, we're it's okay. So now it's, it's your turn. Now it's not, yeah. So, but uh, my buddy had a, a birthday party last weekend, and he's Peruvian Peruvian, so that was like two days. And I'm not joking, two days. So we left Saturday. He goes, come over tomorrow for ceviche, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. And everybody was like, drunk. <laughs> he was like, okay. We get there the next, on Sunday at like one, and we're taking my daughter to work and she's like, yeah, we're telling her like, yeah, we're not going to be here when you get home. She's like, are you guys going to go out every weekend? Now that I w- <laughs> went to college. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how that's working out. Like, that's kinda, we're definitely doing that. That was the so, whole uh, point of this sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> 18 years just so we can go out every weekend. And then, um, so we go to Sunday and there's a concert and my, my wife, there's some people, there's some salsa singers that you just like, you got, if they come to town, you got to see them. Yeah. Right. Um, 
like Mark Anthony's in Miami in November, I think. I think I might be going to Miami. I don't know. I like how Miami is not like coming into town. Like you live in Raleigh, (laughs) dude. You're like, oh, he's coming to Miami. Oh, I guess we got to go. It's Mark Anthony. Oh, he's going to be in uh, Rio de Janeiro. I guess we got to go. But he doesn't tour a lot. And my I wife, know. I'm just that's, messing. That's, I understand. Yeah, that's her. There are certain yeah, that's her artists big, that I would travel multiple states to go see. There's yeah, very few of them crush. these days. But yeah, we have to explain to our daughter that, like, no, look, honey, you're you're off to college now, and mommy and daddy are just going to pretend like we're like 20 again. So it's okay. Um, oh. But yeah, so this Friday I'll be dancing till three o'clock in the morning. That's that's probably what's going to happen. Actually, it's, it's probably not true because I'm getting old. I'm like, I'm probably like, let's let's go to the Waffle House. Yeah, it doesn't call it night. Doesn't work the way that it used to. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot harder to recover these days. Yeah, but ladies and gentlemen, we're super glad you joined us. We're not sure when you're going to hear this um, or any of these is, ever. So you got to figure that out, bro. Like. I mean, I will publish things and it'll be jacked up. I, no, I know. I, I I had my week to travel last week. Um, I, I, early this week, yesterday, I had to actually. I was up in Cary for like twenty minutes. Um, so I had got to do lots of driving, but we're trying to get all of our get caught up from the trade show. And so once I get through that stuff, okay. then I'm probably working on my wedding in my house down here but <laughs> that's that's the problem that's where i find myself right now is it's like it's i'm 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 struggling to prioritize time for the podcast but there you go i'm getting i'm getting closer to a point of being able to do that so hopefully here we'll start yeah. start releasing some episodes and uh some of the editing might get rather lazy in terms of me bleeping things out that are just swear words and not you know, people's names or locations that we're not supposed to give out. Uh, yeah, no judgment. We may lose the uh, the topic intros if they didn't weren't included in the episode itself. <laughs> I don't know. The problem is, I say that now and then I sit down to do it. I'm like, well, I'm here. I might as well fix that. And so, oh, you know, right. it's like I'm I'm the worst kind of perfectionist in that regard. That's fair, but we we've got a a few more days. What eleven days until. We're getting you drunk and driving you around. Yeah, and and hitting. I've got some, your outfit. Hitting some golf balls. Yeah, yeah. Get your outfit ready for you. Yep. I know Christy was Super very excited. glad to hear that you were going to uh, enforce. It's here. It's here. Good. It's here. Excellent. It's here. I got. She's you, she's I got, got one that. too. Oh, that I got to pick up. I can't out. imagine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. Huh. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Jersey Shore because they're back. Uh, but we don't have time next time but next time i love that show but as always we're super glad you guys joined us um yeah follow us on the things and uh i'm andre i'm chris we'll talk to you next time <laughs> i'm not sure what that is <laughs> this episode of the chris and andre show is brought to you by corona light drink corona light <laughs> if you want to be like chris and andre or, you know, if you don't, that's an option too. Do whatever you want. That's just do what makes you happy. You're a grown man. I am a, a woman. I am a grown ass man. I do what I want. <laughs>